Powered by MPB, this is the MPB Student Council Podcast, hosted by members of MPB Student Council. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to our MPB Student Council Podcast, Gun Violence Among Youth. In this episode, MPB student council members and peers discuss their concerns and fears about gun violence in their schools and communities. As you listen in, we hope you are inspired to do your part in taking action to help reduce gun violence. Hi everyone, I am so happy you are joining this conversation today. Also joining are Jasmine, Blake, and Jaya. So tell us a bit about yourself. We'll start with you, Jasmine. Hi, my name is Jasmine Wilson. Uh, I live in Water Valley and I am a senior at Water Valley High School. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jasmine. Next up, we have Blake. Hi, I'm Blake Sessom. I live in Ocean Springs and I go to Ocean Springs Middle School, which I'm in eighth grade. Welcome, Blake. And lastly, we have Giant. Hi, I'm Giant Miller. I'm from Minnehaha. I go to Minnehaha Middle School and I'm in eighth grade. Okay, guys, to start our conversation, I want to know how safe you feel when you're away from home. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being very safe. From a scale of 1 to 10, I would say that I feel about a 6 when I leave home because I have a lot of individuals that surround me where I don't necessarily feel the safest as I would at home. I'm kind of with her with not knowing the area at all. Knowing who's there, I thought probably around a 6 as well. I personally agree with them both because I know for myself, I go a lot of places. You really don't know what's going through people's heads or like what's on their mind when you're out. So you have to always be like conscious about where you're going and always watch your surroundings. So I give maybe less than about a five. Okay guys, I've heard about young people killing other young people so much lately. In 2020, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, reported Mississippi has a higher mortality rate than other state in the country. What are your thoughts on youth gun violence outside of school hours? Me personally, I feel like youth gun violence outside of school hours is higher than it should be. How are children getting guns as easily as they are? How do their parents not know? I agree. I agree as well. There are a lot of questions that come with how the children possess the firearms. And another question or an interest that interests me is why are the children so upset to use a firearm to resolve their issues? I also believe that the gun violence outside of school hours is being used so carelessly. They don't take thought on what they're actually doing. They like don't think about the lives that they're affecting. They're not just affecting one person that they may have shot and killed. They're affecting families and relationships. People are losing a loved one that they once thought they would be able to see for forever almost, but now they can't because people are so carelessly using these guns. I definitely agree, Kaylin, and especially that kids have access to this when their brains aren't fully developed. I don't think they can truly comprehend the extent and weight of their actions that they can perform with a gun. I agree also. I feel like it's the highest because of gangs. There are a lot of gangs that could be around and you don't know where your kids are. And that's probably how they're getting those guns to shoot people. 
I would just like to jump back to what Jenna said about how they don't really understand that what they're doing, like the actual effects behind it. And it's sad to think about it because a lot of the kids that are using these guns and being violent, it's because they've grown up like in a place surrounding them where they have to act older or be the adult figure in their own lives. They don't realize that that's not how they have to behave. That's just what they think is the right thing to do. I agree, Corinne. And being a part of today's youth, I feel like we have such a big influence on each other. So I think that we should just step up and learn to handle our problems in a different way other than gun violence. And I think that we could be the leaders of that to teach others how to handle issues. All right, let's move to question two. How does gun violence affect social and emotional well-being? Gun violence has such a real effect on many teenagers' mental health. Having a fear kind of always in the background of your mind, like what's going to happen if I go out today? You know, you'll have parades and you'll have social events and you'll see people are getting shot at or different things like that. And there'll be shootings at school and at these public places. So I think it does truly have a really huge effect on someone's mental state when they go out. And that's why earlier, you know, some people's levels were like six. It should be higher, really. I agree completely with that. Having the threat of gun violence in so many areas can really mess people up with stress and all about it. And then how much evidence has been shown that because of this idea of this occurring, how anxiety in school and several development things like that have lowered due to it. I agree with both of you as well. There is anxiety for teens who go out, but not only for ourselves, but for our peers as well. We see a lot of aggression around us. So sometimes we worry that we will lose someone that we care dearly due to someone deciding that a gun is the way to fix aggression. So there were over 800 gun-related deaths in Mississippi in 2020. Mississippi was ranked number one for homicide. What do you think contributed to gun violence? Personally, I think that the main thing that contributes to gun violence is games and thinking that you have to grow up so fast and not really caring about anything else besides making the people around you happy by thinking that it's cool to kill somebody or thinking that it's cool to do all these things when really it's not. But in your mind, there's like a, a image that if you do these things, it makes you it makes you seem cooler or whatever. Natalie, what do you think about that? I definitely think there is a stigma around, you know, following what other people want you to do. Peer pressure is something that's not really talked about or it's not really seen as serious. But in the topic of gun violence, I do think it's very serious. You think, oh, well, if I get this gun and if I do the things that they want me to do, maybe they'll like me more or maybe I'll be more accepted. And for some people who don't have very good family situations at home, they might see these people who they're talking to or who wants them to get a gun to be a part of their group. They might see them as a second family. I also agree with the peer pressure, but I also believe growing up in Jackson, a lot of people live in poverty, so they feel that the only way that they can go out and make money or that's their only outlet to get some type of money to, you know, raise their families and take care of their mom and people who may be struggling. I agree with that as well. And then also think it could partly be due to just having a lack of awareness of what is truly happening and what that truly causes 
I completely agree with Natalie on her point about peer pressure, but I also kind of wanted to add the pridefulness in it and their personal, they might do it for respect, like Corinne had said, and also just family and home life situation. Those all are different factors in different situations in different cases. Another question that I have is that from y'all's perspective on video games and what you know about the students that play them, do you think that video games correlate to students being on gun violence? I think video games have a huge impact on the violence with younger children. It's more known for younger children to play them, and they play it so much that it becomes normalized that this is how we do things. We use guns to shoot things and not really understanding the meaning of using a weapon and the effects that it has on others. I think Jasmine has a great point. The guns that we see in games that these young people are playing, they are huge machine guns that are being sold in regular quantities. These kids see them and it becomes normal and it makes them want to use them. I feel like it could influence them, not just a little bit, but a lot, to do the things that they see on TV, not just in video games, but in TV and movies. I feel like they could feel like that's the right way to do things. I believe that can lead to becoming desensitized to gun violence because they see it being like so common in video games that they just think that's normal. I agree with Nadia. Kids are becoming desensitized to things because of the movies and video games that they watch. It's a normal category or genre to watch in movies now because most of them are like thriller and action and it contains a lot of gun violence and stuff that young children now watch. Maybe they really shouldn't. Young children are very impressionable. When we were younger, we would play Monkey See, Monkey Do, and social media and the movies have a huge impression on them because they see this. They see that when you kill someone, there's a respawn button, and a lot of them don't really take the time to realize that that doesn't happen in real life. There is no real respawn button, and once you're gone, you're gone. What accountability do you all feel parents should have for underage children that are connected to gun crimes? Parents should try to be a bit more strict about keeping their kids away from guns and more learning about true harm that they can cause and really just preventing kids having them. I definitely agree with you in that education on guns, what they are, why people use them, and how to be safe with them in your presence is very important for parents to expose their kids to. I feel like at a young age, kids should learn about the importance of gun safety and how to use them in the right situations and not just be careless. I feel like if these kids are going to be exposed to guns, whether it be parents, grandparents, anyone, should definitely teach about how to use them safely, if at all. Definitely needs to be more precautions taken. When it comes to the accountability that parents should have for their children, I feel as if they should teach the safety of guns as well as ways that they can protect themselves without a gun before introducing a weapon to a child. Teaching them other ways to solve their problems, to protect themselves if they're in a bad situation, and teach that guns should be used at like a very difficult situation to protect yourself. I agree with Jasmine because most children today, like if they have one, they'll just pull out a gun if they have a slight disagreement with someone over most likely something small, even though they could have just talked it out with the person and probably got over it in a couple of hours. I agree with that because parents should teach their kids that guns should be a last resort and they should find a better way to sort their problems out than just pulling out a gun and ending it there. Also adding in the fact that to most kids, their parents are their role models, so they need to make sure that they're set on when to use a gun. 
And most children are just unaware of how dangerous guns can be due to maybe video games because they're taught that it is a game. And guns can be very dangerous depending on how you use them. And parents don't teach that as much as they should. What can we as students do to prevent gun violence in schools or help better our school safety? I would feel like we could possibly ask about putting metal detectors in schools, even though it doesn't seem like there should be, but it might be needed now because of gun crime rates going up further and further. So if they might try to bring it into a school, they could get it taken off of them before they even get a chance. I completely agree. Another way that I think it could be lowered is that students are taught ways to deal with their problems, teach them how to verbally do it instead of physically. I agree with both of those points. And a different way that we could do that is reach out to our peers who may seem like they're struggling a little bit and check up on them and make sure they know that gun violence isn't their only option. I agree with both of you because I think that some students can end up thinking that there's like they can be in a situation where they feel like the only way out is with a gun. But I feel like there needs to be an, another option or they need to know that there's another way out. Add on to what Nadia said, also think it should be more preached about the actual harm that guns can cause and obviously better ways to deal with your problems, but then the actual problems that it does cause. Jasmine made a great statement earlier about people being taught how to handle their problems. So I feel that if counselors are just place for students to reach out to because most of the gun violence in schools is related off of some issue that's going on, there's always a motive. Touching back on what Blake said, I think it's really important to not only emphasize the impact that it has on the person who was victimized, but the impact it'll have on yourself the jail time, your record, and how your life is going to be if you do commit gun violence. How do you feel about school shooting drills and do you think it traumatizes children? Me personally, I feel like school shooting drills shouldn't be a thing and I feel like it could possibly traumatize the elementary kids or kindergarten, first grade students because they don't know what's going on and they're just told to get in a classroom where practicing someone tries to come shoot up our school. Well, I was just going to say that we have drills for everything, like earthquakes and fire drills and tornado drills. It just seems like some of the drills that we do for shooting drills, they just become a little bit more realistic because we have more technology and everything like that. And the fact that some schools, they're not drills anymore, they're like actual simulations of the school shooting drills, meaning that people are running around with fake weapons on campus. That is actually scary because you have to think about the fact that there's some kids in high school who don't realize it's not real and it's not really happening. And it really is like a question, are they helpful or harmful? Because they don't really prevent kids from being scared. It more so just makes them worry about their safety even more. I agree with Korean because when we're doing school shooting drills, we're also teaching the possible shooter where to go and how they will be hiding and stuff. So it'll be easier for them to get through doors because they know how it's closed and possibly how to get to more students if some schools have a hideout. 
I agree with the fact that the drills are traumatizing to some or close to all. I feel like the drills are needed because some students need a schedule or a certain routine to go with, but I do feel like they could be switched up a little bit so it's not the same thing. So if we were showing our hand to a potential school shooter, they wouldn't know which style of the drill we would be doing. So I feel like that could be a safer alternative other than doing the same simple school shooter I definitely agree with you, Jasmine, and I'm one of the students who needs a plan. I need to go through it because I'll freeze if I don't have a plan. It gives me a sense of security, but also that sense of security is almost false in a way. There's a moot point to it because most of the time, a shooter is a student. It's coming back to the same school, so I really feel like it needs to be solved at the root of the problem and that drills aren't really going to help anything. Who all has been involved in a school shooting drill? I have. I have. I have as well. I have as well. I have not because our school just talks about what you would do, just turning off the lights, covering the doors and everything. But still like the fact that the things that you see on TV, like the type of drills that they do, it just, it makes you just question, would that really work? My school has never had a school shooting drill, but we would have lockdown drills. And I think having a plan is good. It's a thing that's kind of needed. But I don't believe that school shooting drills are traumatizing children, but I think it's making them aware of what's happening. Because most kids don't even realize what it's for. There's not a school who's going in there and like trying to scare the kids, but they'll tell them that they just have to sit in the back of a room quietly. And there is real lockdown drills. You know, I had lockdown drills where there was a man who escaped from prison when I was in the first grade and we had to go on lockdown for the whole day. That wasn't something that was traumatizing for me, even in the first grade, because they don't tell you that there's a man escaped from jail and that's why you're in your room the whole day. So I don't think it's necessarily traumatizing children, but I do think it's necessary. The final question today is, in 2021, Jackson had the highest murder rate per capita in the nation. Who are some people that we should talk to to discuss this issue? Personally, I think I would probably talk to some type of counselor because whenever I hear that, it just makes me think about my safety and how I feel about just being close to Jackson. That doesn't mean you actually have to talk to a counselor. You can talk to an adult, a friend, just explain how you feel about the situation. I agree as well. I would talk to a counselor or an adult, but I would also talk to my peers. I would try to provide them with a safe place or let them know that I am here for them if they ever need to come to someone so they will never have to think that bringing a gun to school is a way to resolve their issues. Adding on to what she said, I would probably talk to a legislator to see if we could possibly get crime rates down and see what's the main cause of these crimes for these people so we could possibly put a stop to that. Relating to what Kaylin said, you could also talk to the mayor. You could approach him, email him and say, this is our city. Why is this happening here? And what can we do about it? I would probably ask a police officer or someone in the police station to figure out how we could lower the crime rates or stop it from happening. Especially the ones that are local within your school, because they're the ones who see a little bit of gun violence. So I think they're the ones who have a good understanding of how things work. You could also talk to someone that has educational gun prevention programs. You could possibly get into one program so you could learn more about gun safety and gun violence and how to prevent that. 
Thank you all for being a part of this important conversation. As we know, gun violence is a great concern in our nation, state, and individual communities. This conversation highlights some key concerns of middle and high school students from across Mississippi. We hope that our thoughts and perspectives will be considered by our peers, parents, leaders of educational institutions, community leaders, and lawmakers. And everyone will join us in doing their part to make Mississippi safer for us to live, grow, and work. You've been listening to the MPB Student Council Podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.